Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is Reservations, and I'm Rain Whaling. And I'm Charlie McDennis. Oh, my God. So now I'm going to have to figure out how that's spelled now. It's a, it's a, it's a title of an episode. You'll be all right. Wait, it's the title of the episode? No, of um, a Sunny Philadelphia episode. Oh. Yeah, Charter McDennis, The Game of Games. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a combination of all their names. Um, Charlie, Mac, D, and Dennis. Jesus Christ. Uh, I need to catch up on that. Uh, yeah. When I say catch up, I mean... Just watch the whole thing. Just watch the whole thing. <laughs> uh, I started it, like, forever ago, and then I just... Didn't continue to watch it. But I want to, because I mean, I get that. It's got Charlie Day in it, of course, and yeah. Rob McElhaney. Yeah, and Chris, uh, Caitlin Olson. I was, I always think her name is Kristen. And my boy Glenn Howerton. Come on, man. And Danny DeVito. And Danny DeVito. Come on. All right. So that's just the whole cast. So, <laughs> <laughs> so before we get started, I don't think since we took a week off, uh huh, or whatever, um, I want to do a quick shout out to Blonde. Everybody's watched Blonde. Well, you know, because I was going to lead with that. You know, yeah. we're, we're finally back after a week. Yeah. Uh, got back from Austin, saw Harry Styles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was tight. I uh, got my new tattoo. Oh, it's upside down. There we go. Yeah. New tattoo. Uh, but before I left, we saw Pearl. Oh, that's right. We did watch Pearl. Yeah. yeah. Um, did we talk about how. That was so long ago. De- like how badass X was. Did we talk about that? I think so. Yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, Pearl was awesome. Yeah, Pearl was great. Um, Ty West is a fucking madman. Yep, Mia uh, Goth, is genius. She's so good. And she, again, uh, I've said it. <clears throat> she must have destroyed her vocal cords. Yeah. For this movie. Yeah. But I mean, the movie was tight. The movie was so good, man. It's it's like if you took Wizard of Oz and just added. Gore, <laughs> the first half of, or the first like fifteen minutes of Wizard of Oz. Yeah, and just added gore and yeah. sex. Yeah, yeah, it was tight. It was very, very, very good. Uh, and yeah, I want to see Blonde. Yeah, uh, I know you told me it no. is getting terrible reviews. It's getting slaughtered. Um, it shouldn't be getting slaughtered. I think mm. that once you realize it's based on a fictional novel, it's not supposed to be accurate. It's all that stuff. Yeah, and you know, and like. And I sent you that video about Andrew Dominic. I meant to. I saw Cinefix, yeah. But you know, my thing with that is, had they even had he done an actual biopic, it would have still been fictionalized, regardless. Like he would have had to change certain details. He would have had. Yeah, this one is a little more. It's way more brutal, right? Yeah. um, I think it's Joyce Carol Oates is the woman who wrote the novel, and she just puts Marilyn through the ringer. I mean, it's it is brutal. But of course, and. You know, over half that stuff didn't happen. So, yeah. um, it's wild. Well, and also, you know, Marilyn Monroe did go through a lot of shit. Yeah, and I think what what it is about putting her through all of this in this fictionalized way is so you know how it feels to be Marilyn Monroe. It's yeah. not this tragic. It was tragic, but yeah. not this tragic, right? But to be able to get an audience to sort of be put in that predicament you need to kind of up the ante a bit you yeah. know what i mean is yeah. i is i think the point i i don't know yeah. i mean I'm talking out of school here but i i think that um that that was the the intention and honestly man the the direction the the acting the editing the everything about it is just awesome well, it's so good and well i mean and 
you know, when I saw that first teaser and we heard a little bit of Anna de Armas's voice as Marilyn, I was like, it's pretty good. Like, it's, I'm sold. Let's do this. She's still, she's still Cuban. She can't hide that, you know, yeah. but, um, so a little bit of that accent's still there, but I mean, it's awesome. She did a great job. Well, and, uh, I'm going to be real. I, I, I kind of take your word over critics and over all Pe- the other I mean, hate. People I mean. are so mad about it they're like you know it's exploitative it's blah 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 blah. yeah but that's what they say about rotten tomatoes that's what the thing on rotten tomatoes says that it's it's talking about the exploitation of Marilyn, yeah while also exploiting her and it's like but i feel like that would be the point though and also it's like what were you like friends with her or something like what do you care you know <laughs> uh, oh i'm sorry she she your aunt or something i don't understand you know that's what i don't understand about stuff like that i i think that if there there's i think people just want to be mad about something you know well and you know to say that this is exploitative and it's unfair to her memory or whatever it's like again it's fictionalized but and then again it's like you want to die on this hill that's fine i guess well but, you know it's a lot like and i know you don't really care for this director's movies that's like isle of dogs by wes anderson mm-hmm. he was very respectful of japanese culture he all the japanese actors spoke japanese, japanese right. he didn't put subtitles up right and then you know as a little joke he was like oh but all the barks were translated right Damn. but he was but he was very respectful and ashley and i were reading and uh from some japanese film critics and they were just finding things to complain about because how i read it it was like well he respected your culture so here's everything else that's wrong with the movie and it's like well all this stuff is fine. Like, why are you mad? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can just like stuff. It's fine. Yeah. You know? And I think what the really the big problem is with general audiences and watching Blonde is it's an insane, surreal roller coaster chaos thrill ride. I mean, there yeah. is nothing traditional about the filmmaking here. Yeah. Right? And so I, that's why I th- people are so upset. True. Honestly, they want to say it's because it's brutal, it's exploitative, it's blah, blah, blah. They just don't like it. They just don't like it's just yeah. not for them, and that's fine. Yeah, it was for me. Oh, well, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, again, Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Oh, that was Andrew Dominic as well. Killing Them Softly, these Fuck are yeah. phenomenal films, guys. And he is just, you know, continuing on pushing the limit. It's been hell a while, yeah. it's been a while since Killing Them Softly, so I'm glad that he's back. <clears throat> hell yeah, see, now I, now I really want to see it. It's been like 10 More, years. Since I mean, I was already gonna watch it anyway, but yeah, oh. Well, tight, dude. Yeah, dude. So go see Blonde. Or okay. go, yeah, get on oh, your Netflix. Get on your Netflix and watch well, Blonde. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give, give yourself some time. It's almost three hours, but you'll be fine. <gasps> Hell yeah. Uh, well, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah man. Uh, it feels weird. It feel, I don't know why this time coming back after a week feels weird, but maybe because it, didn't, it felt longer than a week, I guess. Yeah, maybe. when you said that you know, we watched Pearl in between. I was like, that was forever ago. But yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. But it's, I think it's because this trip to Austin, Ashley and I came back on a Monday mm. rather than a Sunday. Yeah. So anyway, uh, well, in case you've forgotten, uh, this week's episode picked by Jeremy uh, is Pickpocket. Um, dude. Yeah. This movie was really fucking good. <laughs> it is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
So as we were kind of talking about off mic, uh, I didn't realize how short the movie was. was Yeah. It's only an hour and 16 minutes. Yeah, it's short. Like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Uh, So, dude, what were your first impressions since you had also never seen this movie? Yeah. Uh, My first impression was I love just the mood, the tone, right? Mm. I, I am a sucker for anything sort of choreographed and crime, right? So, yeah. I mean, pickpocketing is just, you know, right up there because especially near the end where they're getting really proficient at it and he's, you know, they're passing it off to other people and no, yeah. dropping it into other strangers so they can pick it up later. Um, yeah. These all have terms, by the way, that I meant to look up before this because there, there, are, there is jargon for pickpocketing. Uh, but I didn't want to Google pit pocket jargon on my oh. work computer <clears throat> oh so, get flagged yeah so um <laughs> <laughs> so uh but there is um you know a whole like you could write volumes of of text books for pickpocketing i mean it's and it's as, a science and as we learned in the movie there are books it's a it's a real skill that people can uh, pick up uh, magicians do it really well, yeah because yeah. you know they do the thing where they surprise you by giving you your own watch stuff like that and we see a little bit of that in the movie with him practicing on his uh his table leg mm-hmm. and uh him doing it you know on people yeah it's a real thing there are certain um and i love the uh, you know what all right so <laughs> i don't want to get too far into the pickpocketing because that's like my favorite part of the movie but, okay yeah. well then <clears throat> then here my first impressions i loved it uh, I agree. I also love the pickpocketing parts. <clears throat> um, when the movie was over, though, I was having a hard time like trying to figure out what kind of movie this was. Sure, yeah. Because <clears throat> the opening text says right. it's not necessarily a thriller. Right. Robert, uh, Robert. I, I want to say Breeson, but I think it's like Bresson. Bresson, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he opens with this text, which is really interesting, because um, a few years before this, Hitchcock did the same thing. Okay. Um, with the uh, <clears throat> you done with yeah. uh, the wrong man. It's with Henry Fonda, and okay. there's an opening text where it's like a disclaimer. It's saying that hey, this isn't like a traditional Hitchcock movie. Like this isn't you know suspense. This isn't this and this. Okay. Right? Um, and I was reading where that that is true. Right. This one is still very much Robert Bresson. Yeah. Um, in terms of his, his past filmography <clears throat> um, that I was reading about in the articles. I haven't seen um, the Balthazar one. I have seen um, A Man Escaped, which is amazing. It's okay. so good, right? Um, and... Um, sorry, the dis- we were talking about the disclaimer. It, <laughs> it's, it's odd, right? It's sort yeah. of like, it's putting you in a space where now you have expectations yeah. or it's subverting your expectations, whatever you had going into this. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say subverting. Cause I had, I was fully under the impression this was going to be sort of like a, like a heist movie. Yeah. It's like a crime drama. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that, nor does it sort of play out like that. No, it, but nor does it feel like a romance either, because at yeah. the end of the text, it says it's about two people finding each other that, wouldn't normally right yeah and that's sort of odd because um as we'll see you know in the film he already knows janine janine or it's like 
Jian. Yeah, Jian. I think that's right. Uh, I was try- I was trying so hard to listen how they pronounced it, but they say it so fast. Oh, well, and they're and they're French, so and their accent is yeah. so that you know. So I'm like, I don't know, they're saying, um, Jian. That's fine. Um, he already knows her. You know, yeah, she's the one that keeps trying to get him to see his mom, right? Mm. Which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, so I don't know, you know, it's it's strange the way Brisson sees this film, right? Yeah, because I think it's different the way I see it. <clears throat> yeah, I would. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, well, I would. I would tell you to do the synopsis, but we've kind of already talked about. I it. mean, yeah, it's a it's a lonely guy who pitpockets people, uh, who is become obsessed with this the art of pitpocketing, right? He wants to get better at it. And he wants, yeah. You know what I mean? Instead it's, of working. Yeah, it's almost like he is it's a form of procrastination, but also um and we'll talk about it later, it's sort of like relieving the guilt of stealing from his mom and not seeing his mom and right and not going to work and not, mm-hmm. you know, doing the traditional thing. He's doing it to get away from all of that, right? Right. Um, and then, of course, he meets Jan, which I thoroughly believe he already knows, because uh, they they she lives in his mom's building, right? Yeah. Um, they're neighbors. And his best friend is trying to get him legitimate work, work yeah. right? Um, Jacques. Um, he befriends a police officer um, yeah. as almost to to see how far he can push himself, right? Mm-hmm. And how close he can get without getting caught, right? Um, and again, he just puts his whole life into this pitpocketing thing where he even befriends other pitpockets and they teach him how to do stuff and mm-hmm. they they teach him how to do group jobs, which again has a specific name and I don't remember it right now, um, where, you know, they pitpocket, but they pass it on. So mm-hmm. if you get caught, you don't have it. Right. Right. Um, it's all about continuous movement of the object until you're out of there. Right. Yeah. It's genius. Um, I mean, maybe at the end we'll give some tips on how not to get pitpocketed, but <laughs> yeah. Um, because this movie was even banned in, I think it was Finland for basically telling you how to pitpocket people. Um, <laughs> isn't that funny? That is pretty um, funny. Because I did wonder that. I was like, maybe that's why the disclaimer was there to be like, hey, look, like, I'm not, we're not saying you should go out and pickpocket people. I mean, maybe, but, <laughs> you know, I, I truly be- I truly believe that Brasson doesn't see this as a crime thriller. He doesn't see it as a crime drama. Yeah. He sees it more as, like, maybe a human drama, a human interest piece. Yeah, that would, <clears throat> that makes sense. But, um, oh, yeah. Um, he, he gets pretty good at it. He leaves the country yeah. for a couple of years. He goes and travels around, right? Which I'm going to be honest, uh, spoiler alert, the math of that kid doesn't add up. If he was gone for two years, that, that kid was clearly at least <laughs> three or four. Now she got pregnant like, uh, he, he didn't do it. That's what I'm saying. Well, I know. That's the what, math doesn't add up. No, they're if not was, saying that's his son. No, 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 no. I'm saying that he was gone for two years and he yeah. comes back and she's got a kid. Yeah, yeah, that kid is clearly older than two years oh, old. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. the actor is. That's all. I don't even think I clocked that. Um, no, yeah, because as soon as I saw, I was like, that kid is so much. That no, that kid <laughs> is older than two. Um. Anyway, so uh, he comes back. He um, tries to go straight. Right. Uh, sees um, Gian again. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that how we decided to say it? Yeah, Gian. Um, Gian. 
um, sees her again, promises to go straight, promises to help her and her child, right? Yeah. Um, because some reason he's in love with her, and that hasn't really been alluded to. Not really. Uh, yeah. Um, and then he does get caught, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he gets caught. He goes to jail. And have you seen The Machinist? No. Uh, with Christian Bale? Fuck. Um, <laughs> fine. I know he almost killed himself for that role. Um, it's finally like he's caught, therefore he can relax. Yeah. Right? He He's finally free of this anxiety, this guilt. Right? And then right. he finally feels okay to love Gian. Right? Right. In a sense. Yeah. And no, the movie's yeah. over. Um, that's pickpocket, and it's sort of it's different, right? Yeah. At the end of it, I was like, I don't know what to give this thing, right? Rating wise, yeah, because uh, I'm like, I liked it, but do I love it yet? I don't know. And after reading about it, I do love it. I, I think that you know, it's it, it takes a, it takes time, but because again, I, looking at it in terms of filmmaking, mm, oh yeah, it's filmmaking's great, right? Um, I love the way Brisson uses the camera as sort of like, you need to pay attention to this and you know, we're Mm -hmm. following this wallet or we're, we're ahead. Right. We, we see, uh, Michelle's hand, Mm -hmm. right. Uh, before it does anything or we, you know know what I mean? Like we're early. Right. I, I love that the way he uses the camera for this unique style of storytelling. I am not crazy. Um, which is completely understandable because he's not a real actor, uh, at least not at the time. Oh, the guy who plays uh, yeah, uh, Michelle. So um, I wrote his name down. Um, it's like uh, Martin uh, LaSalle. Martin LaSalle? Martin LaSalle. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, because this was like his first role. Right. He was a non-professional actor. He'd never really done it before. And so that scene where the cop is in his apartment and he like yells and throws the book down, it's not great. Right. Acting yeah. wise, it's not fantastic. But the the subdued, stone-faced, gaunty, lanky mm-hmm. guy is perfect for this. I I see no fault in that. No, no, right? I I didn't even realize that. I, I don't see a fault in anything else. That was the only thing that really kind of bothered me. Right. That may be the end with with Jan, but um, in terms of acting. Right. But Brisson uses his his naivete with, with acting. And I think sort of uses that to the story's advantage. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, <clears throat> and he's mainly doing a lot of physical acting. Yeah, that's true. You know, cause he doesn't really talk that much. It's, no, it's more so in his face and in mm-hmm. his movement. Yeah. Uh, he does more voiceover. Yeah. Which you don't have to be really expressive in your voiceover. Not necessarily. Especially if he was probably getting direction of, just tell the story. Mm-hmm. Like if you were reading a book, that's how I took the voiceover narration is it's like he was just reading the story to the audience. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't trying to add anything special. He no, not necessarily. Like, right. He, yeah. um, I think he has ambitions of being a writer, right? He has sort of these aspirations, these dreams, mm-hmm. but really he just wants to be good at this, this yeah. pickpocketing. Thing, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. One thing that I love, and we can start talking about uh, Michelle, is uh, in The Guardian, I think is who said it, um, that he resembles a Paul Schrader character 
and to give you context, he wrote Taxi Driver. Right. right. Uh, Paul Schrader. He also wrote um, Bringing Out the Dead, First Reformed, and just recently... And Mishima. Right. And just recently, The Card Counter. And these these protagonists are very solemn. They are filled with guilt. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they're loners. They keep to themselves. Right. They are... Um, afraid of getting close to others as yeah. well. Right. And I thought that was a perfect example of if you, if you're not too familiar with this, with the older films to put it in perspective, here's some others. Right. Right. And this is sort of how to paint Michelle. Right. Yeah. Um, and I love that comparison. I, I see it a hundred percent because he is terrified of getting close to people. He's terrified of getting too close to his own mother. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I completely understand because, you know, she's dying. Right. Yeah. And it probably devastates him to go visit, which is why he doesn't. Right. He takes care of her. He gives her money, all that stuff. But yeah. to go visit would, would be too yeah, hard. Yeah. Right. Because it, it would almost be like <clears throat> admitting to himself that, yeah, she's, she's going to be gone soon. Right. But if I keep back, she's still alive in my mind. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's something like that. Uh, that's what I think. Um, I I also love that he, instead of facing these things, he just dives into something else, right? Yeah. And replaces the guilt of not seeing his mother or stealing from his mother, which he does. Yeah. Um, or, you know, the guilt of turning down all of these job opportunities from Jacques. Right. Mm-hmm. He replaces that with the guilt of pitpocketing. Right. And yeah. almost car- uh, compartmentalizes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I'm feeling guilty. I'm pitpocketing. Right. Yeah. And that the, the, those are the feelings I'm feeling. It's not anything else. I don't need to worry about anything else. It is just this. And this right. is why I'm anxious. This is why I'm, I'm, I feel this way. Yeah. Um, and I love that the first time we see him do it in the beginning of the film, he gets caught. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it was not great. The way he did it, it was pretty clunky and pretty, um, uh, it, it was, it was he, sloppy. It, yeah. I'm shocked he didn't get caught sooner. I, <laughs> I mean, he got caught as soon as he walked out, but like, I was kind of shocked he didn't get caught in the moment. So, um, uh, what he learns from this, right. Is to go and practice, right. Basically. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he does, and I think he does this before he meets the the other gentleman um, with the short hair. I don't remember his name. I don't think he had a name. Um, Maybe he did. I don't know. He hangs up his suit jacket and starts practicing getting stuff out of yes. the jacket. Yeah. Um, other pickpocketers uh, put bells on the jacket. If you ring the bell, uh, you you made too much movement. Right. Mm, and yeah. so they do it without ringing the bells on the jacket. I'm teaching you guys how to pickpocket right now. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, <laughs> and now if there's an up, uprise and pickpocketing yeah. in Midland, they're going to come looking at this episode. Yeah. You don't use your thumb either. You got to use, you got to learn how to use your, yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause the thumb, cause they're, they're thinner, they're slimmer and they can, um, articulate better than the other. Anyway. So uh, welcome back to a masterclass pickpocketing. Um, <laughs> Can you believe there was a master class for that shit? That'd be rad. Dude, I've thought about getting getting set up on master class, but uh, you have to pay for it uh, for the whole year, 
even though they like to paint the whole like, oh, it's only $20 a month. Yeah. It's like, yeah, $20 a month for the whole year that you're making me pay up up front. Um, But Lynch is on there, dude. I know. Anyway. So what did you think about the character of Michelle? You know, I mean, obviously we're meant to like him. He's our main character. But I did find him sort of not whiny at the beginning, but just sort of, just sort of like, a, like, like, like someone impersonating Michael Sarah, like just very like, well, I guess, like okay, that's why, like my mom's dying, or like when he gets caught, you're like, oh, well, you can't prove that I did it, you know. Yeah, uh, and so, but then, like as the movie progresses, I'm like, okay, he's he's taking this seriously. Yeah, he's he's wanting to learn this this art. Yeah. Um. But I didn't like that he was sort of lying to to Jacques and Jean. Uh, because you know he never outright says that he's doing it. Like when he tells him, right? A yeah. kind of figures it out, no, of course. I'm sure Jacques probably figured it out too, but he never outright tells him like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pickpocketing. Yeah. But you know, like Jacques tells him, I think this is when it's implied that Jacques knows. Cause he's like, you know, I hate thieves. Yeah. They, they steal from people and they steal from their friends. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but you know, he is an interesting character just in the fact that he is, he becomes so obsessed. Well, and also he, he has a sort of arrogance about him as well, because when speaking with the police officer, uh, he brings up the idea of the the Superman, the mm-hmm. the the master thief that should be above the law, right? Right. You know, and I think in that moment he sees himself that way. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he thinks that he's a genius master thief. Yeah. Which is crazy because he's not good at it yet. Yeah, especially when he he sees one pickpocketer pickpocket on the train and thinks, oh, I can do that. Right. And I mean, he even says in the narration. He got lucky. Yeah. So he kept doing it and then he gets caught. Right. You know, the guy says, like, you can give me back my wallet or we can call the cops. Yeah. And he begrudgingly is like. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, you start um, you start noticing him getting a little bit better. And then he gets the wallet. He just takes the cash out and ditches the wallet. Right. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. Uh, smart. Uh, uh, (laughs) but right it's the it's the arrogance that bothers me i think the most about uh michelle because it's it's sort of um what's the word he it's unearned yeah it's unearned arrogance it's unearned confidence yeah yeah yeah. we we, we've been been talking about that a lot (laughs) recently (laughs) uh but yeah no, no i agree that he this arrogance kind of comes out of nowhere and it's almost, and again, like you've been saying, it's it's almost like of like. I think it came from, the few lucky times he had, and it was like, oh my god, like yeah, right, I'm so good at this, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, you know, and I, and I've been, it was funny is I've actually kind of brought that up in my day to day life as well of people having, like this this arrogance because. They've gotten in their own head or, you know, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was something that uh, also, uh, this is from The Guardian. Um, it said that he resembles a... Uh, oh, man. 
I can't say that word. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a priest, basically. I can't read the other word. Uh, okay. uh, he resembles a priest. He's troubled, stern, haunted by questions of sin and guilt. But he he then goes on to say, as a priest gains access to people's souls, right? A thief wants intimate access to their money, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of the that uh, the opposite end of the spectrum, right? He he resembles this sort of you know it's almost like a Jesuit, right? Okay, yeah. where you know they're very reserved, very quiet, very you know um, what was the word uh, troubled and haunted by yeah. by these things. Um, and I keep bringing it up about you know him feeling this way, but it's a big part of who he is, you yeah. know. Um, he he seems to be haunted by something you know yeah um i think the the article said nameless guilt right yeah over what i don't know right yeah like like um the fact that he's choosing to live in this slum essentially you know yeah or he uses a little like the little hook as his lock for his door because it's been kicked in yeah um there's no there's no lock there anymore so he has to use the little hook yeah and when he leaves he just doesn't lock it yeah yeah so but yeah no i i did feel like he because even Jacques brings up you know when he brings jeanne over to his house for his apartment for the first time you know you know Jacques was like yeah he lives in a hovel look how great he is yeah which what kind of best friend is that by the way i mean best friend's probably a stretch only friend maybe yeah but um but yeah, I did. I did feel like he was choosing to live there, right? Like so, by like what well, you found the nameless guilt. Like yeah, something is making him think this is all I deserve. Right, and it also resembles the cell he's going to be in too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. I I also like that we don't know why he decided to do pitpocketing, right? Yeah. Just I don't even think he knows why. Right, he doesn't know why he decided to steal and to be a pickpocket. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he knows either. I, I just think it's one of the like when we see him at the racetrack, it was just kind of like, I bet I could get that money out of that purse. I bet I get that money out of that purse, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and he did it, and it was like, oh my god, I did it. Yeah. Okay. It's almost a, a compulsion to try something exciting and different. Yeah. You know, and something wrong. You know. Yeah. Um per the excitement um, yeah yeah and then the the whole thing with the relationship with jan is weird because it's a little weird it's not really that fleshed out right for it to be mentioned in the disclaimer i'm gonna call it a disclaimer um yeah yeah that you know these two people who find themselves who wouldn't normally you know unless he means him and the police officer which they do become sort of friends ish yeah him and the I think he's the chief he's Sort the of chief a inspector. frenemy, yeah. I guess. Because, uh, you know, the the officer, the chief or whatever, um, sees his arrogance, right? But sees through it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. In the article, it said they befriended each other. I don't know if that's true. I, I, think, I think it was more of like a... I think it was more of like a just like, let's meet and talk kind of relationship yeah and i wouldn't even say a mutual respect thing because there's that phenomenal scene in heat where it's de niro and pacino and they're at the diner and they're talking and 
you know, they're not so different yet. They're on opposite That's sides true. of the law, right? It's so good. And they, they respect each other, but they know that they, you know, whatever. Uh, it's amazing. That's it's so, not like that either. Not so different to you and I. Jesus Christ. That's not the way it goes. Austin Powers. Oh, my God. Uh, See, I did say that. All right. So, <laughs> but it's not even that, right? Yeah. It's, it's an odd sort of relationship. Like, yeah. and, and it's, again, it's almost like, to me anyway, it was like Michelle was, was actively looking for him. It's not like they just stumble upon each other every now and then. It's like he went to him. Michelle went to the, the cop. It's not the other way around. You know, it's almost like he's, again, taunting and trying to see yeah. how close he can get. Yeah, because, you know, like he says in the voiceover narration, you know, I should have recognized his face. I don't know why I greeted him. Yeah. You know, because he was like, uh, what was it like, I saw myself walking to greet him and like. Yeah, the the article mentioned that, or one of them, I read a few, um, mentioned that he a few times fails to recognize people he's already met. Meaning he's so devoid of human interaction that he just erases it. Yeah. You know? If it's not about pickpocketing, purge it. I guess, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. You know? It's like fine dining and breathing. That's right. Pickpocketing and breathing. Pickpocketing and breathing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, because he does it later on because he sees the other police officer mm-hmm. when they're doing the big uh, group job. Yeah. He's like, he looks familiar too. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course, the us, the audience, we know like, oh yeah, that's the other cop that you've ran into. So fun fact about the pit pockets now that we're on that subject um one of them is a real pit pocket one of the he's the one that was the consultant that taught them all how to do it really yeah <laughs> and he had to stop after the movie came out because now people know who he looks like um oh shit and so he became a um a performer like he like you know like a magician sort of that makes sense that, that way that way he could keep so he can keep doing it but he gets you know what i mean it's like yeah. a, the straight and narrow yeah um, was he the short-haired guy or was he the other I guy? I don't think so. He was the other guy, I think. But um, there, so in this sequence of them working together, right? Which was probably my favorite. Yeah. Like I was I really agree. worried for some reason. I was like, I feel like we're not going to see like a lot of pickpocket. actually pickpocketing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this whole scene, this whole sequence was like, oh. There were genius moves in there. So I've seen a few videos of people talking about how to do it, right? Mm. Uh, before this, but, you know, before we were even going to do this. Um, a lot of it is misdirecting your senses. So it, at one point, one of the guys hits a guy on the shoulder from behind and another guy takes the wall from the other side mm-hmm. because he's paying attention to the hand on the shoulder, not, not his either. jacket, right? Or not mm. his wrist. Right, it's all about uh, distracting and um, diverting your attention, right? Yeah. Because um, if you're looking over here, you can't see over here, right? If I'm touching you here, you're not paying attention to here, right? Yeah. It's all about distracting you, right? Um, which is why busy places, um, cramped places, um, like the subway, like the train, mm-hmm. right, where things are already touching you, right? So yeah. you're not going to pay attention to something else. And that's if they do it, if they're sloppy. If they're not sloppy, they'll do it 
do it without you knowing, without you feeling it. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I don't think, I'm sure I've said it before uh, on the podcast. Uh, I've been to Australia. Uh, but oh, that's that's something that they that was something they were very um, adamant about with us is that we couldn't we couldn't necessarily bring a wallet. We had to either have like a money lanyard because that's harder to get off because mm-hmm. the how the money lanyard was is the all your cash and cards and important stuff would zip up. Mm-hmm. So it's harder. For them to reach over and try to unzip it because you're going to hear the zipper or you're going to feel this thing coming off your neck. Yeah. They could have cut it off you. True. Um, or you had a money belt, essentially, and it went under your shirt. Oh. Yeah. Um, I had that. Okay. Now, if I'm being honest, I hated it. Yeah. But. It sounds awful. Front pockets are usually okay, depending on how tight your pants are. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Because that's, yeah, that was that was something that you're like, hey, you know, some countries that you may visit are known to have pickpockets. You need to take these precautionary steps, you know. If anything, if you ever get pickpocketed, just know that they practiced that for a long time. I mean, they earned it. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's dedication, you know. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Jeremy uh, condones pickpocketing. I do. <laughs> They've earned it. They've earned it. They 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 missed their kids bought mitzvah for this. That's they, right. They earned the twenty dollars in your wallet. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the 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 slick thing that he learned, I think, um, the best way to do it that he learned was not to take it out of their jacket, is to get it out and drop it, right? Yeah. And then get it from the bottom. I think that's the. <laughs> yeah, that was that that was actually pretty. I was like, that's that's slick. That like, was slick, right? Like, I'm telling you. Yeah. There's yeah. a movie called Focus that isn't very good, but um, that's with Will Smith, right? Yeah, and Margot Robbie, and there's some cool stuff in that too about distraction and subverting your attention and things like yeah, that. Yeah, because he's a con artist. Right? Yeah, 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 and that's basically what pit pockets are, uh, except they're doing it without you knowing. Um, yeah. Where con artists are usually more personable and more charismatic, and that's how they get your stuff. Yeah, but pit pockets usually they don't want you to. Yeah, they no, don't. They, they don't run around shouting, "I'm conning you." Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. you know they're not gonna they're not gonna talk to you. Yeah, you know? or or they are to distract you enough from their partner to get your stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah. um, I know. <laughs> dude, people are gonna if anyone's watching or listening, they're gonna be oh, like, Zach they're is. gonna be like, dude, you Zach's like, oh, oh okay, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Go to Dallas next month, and we're like, "Where's Zach?" Yeah, that's... he comes back like, "Dude, look at all these watches!" Like, <laughs> like oh god, uh, that watch shit. That blows my mind. That was why. How people do that? That that does that does. I do have a lot of questions about that. Well, because it's legit. Because I've seen someone do it, right? Because um, on the thing I was talking, to, uh, there was like, it was one of those YouTube things where it's like, let's have an expert look at movie clips. You know, oh, like like GQ has like a therapist yeah, yeah, and it was stuff. exactly, yeah. and so it was like this magician, but he was more of a pickpocket sort of one of those guys, uh-huh. um, you know, looks at movie clips or whatever, and um, he got some people from the crew and um, and he took their their watch and it was slick, man, like and it was a buckled watch. I it blows my mind, and I watched him do it and I still don't know how he did it. Yeah, dude. And he even tells you how he did it. And he, so still he even it. was like, look, I'm going to show you step by step. And you're like, 
Well, see, and, it's, and see, that's like with me with sleight of hand tricks, you know, yeah. is I've read a step-by-step sleight of hand, and I'm still like, but how do you do that, though? Honestly, it's like how my dad answers a question he doesn't know the answer to very carefully. That's... <laughs> Like, how do you do that? Very carefully. It just takes practice. <laughs> you know? That's that's all it does. It just takes practice. Oh, and God, that's yeah. why I kind of... I would hate to get my stuff stolen. You know, that would really bum me out. But it's also like, that was cool. <laughs> you know? Like, good job. Get you, your watch and like, like, yo, dude, you can keep that. That was cool. That was rad. It's It was 20 bucks on Amazon. I'll get another one. You know, I don't wear expensive shit. But um, it's... It, <laughs> you know... It's just so cool. The, the the idea of pickpocketing and how much time it takes to be good at it. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. It's sort of like heist movies. That's why heist movies are cool. Yeah. Because of the... The planning. The planning. Because of how much preparation goes into it, it's cool. Right? Yeah. We've talked about that before. <laughs> we yeah. have a whole episode on heist movies, don't we? Um, Do we? From season one, I think. Art of the Steel, I think is what it's called. Um, no, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we do. Um, uh, Future Rain will probably put up the actual title episode right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I would have called it The Art of the Steel. That seems like a, a I mean, thing I, I mean, I can always change it now. And oh, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it is called Art no, of the Steel. Oh. Don't change it. I'm wrong, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, no, but oh, man, that, that whole sequence was just so I know. cool. And I was like, oh, like, oh, shit, here we go. And then, yeah, here we go. Like, yeah. And again, you're right because there were a few moments where um, we have our our actor Martin LaSalle, whatever, however you say it. Um, there's a scene where it's a close up on his hand and he's practicing with the um, the coin, the coin, yeah. and it's not great, right? It's not perfect, and because duh, he's an actor, like who cares? And then you know we we you know push out it or we pull back and you know he's just drinking coffee in a diner or whatever, and I'm like, okay, we're not gonna see it. We're not going to see pickpocketing because you have to do so much practice for that. But the way it's cut, the way it's edited, directed, whatever, they nailed it with that sequence. And I was yeah. very surprised that we got a full sequence. Yeah, that's, of, a, that's a good of this. five, six minute sequence. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I love when you think he <laughs> they fucked up because, like you said, like, you know, one of the things that they would do is slip it into someone else's pocket. You know, he slips it into that guy's pocket and he has to follow him to the train because I'm like, oh, man, they fucked up. And then yeah. he's just like, whoop, and there we go. It's so slick. These yeah. guys have to be like Swiss watches, man. It's crazy. And that's one of the, the things that I think impressed me the most is ditching it on someone else, like ditching it on another bystander, yeah. right? Not someone on their crew. They're ditching it on a stranger. And then yeah. they have to go get it, right? Um, as a way to avoid suspicion and avoid getting caught. Yeah. You know, that that's cr- I would have never thought of that. Well, I, I also really love the, the guy who teaches him all of this, pulls a double down, you know, gets that guy's wallet, and then as the guy's coming back, slides it right back yes. in. Yes. Yes. Like That was the coolest one because he, he steals the wallet, gets the money, puts it and back. And then puts it right back in. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <sighs> That was that, that, that was, was the raddest shit. That one I was like, oh, okay. And the guy does. I mean, of course, it's a movie, so he was told don't react. But you know, the guy, you know, guy doesn't react, and is just like, oh, dude. It's a movie version of what would have. I mean, it wouldn't have been so Un- unless the unless, camera has to catch him do it. But it's 
it's like I don't think he would have been that obvious about it. You know? Yeah. The audience needs to see it, but he would have just like real quick. Yeah. You know? Or or I was gonna say or, or bumped I, into him. Or I was gonna say if Robert was like, Hey, you know, these guys are gonna actually pickpocket you, just go about like your day or you know, whatever. Yeah. You know. See if he knows. But then again, it's nineteen fifty nine, so I highly doubt that level of thinking went into it. I mean it might have. I mean, uh, that would have been cool if, if yeah, Robert was like, Hey, like they're going to pickpocket you. <laughs> Just act natural. It's it's rad. It's it's really cool. And if it is the short haired guy who is the actual pickpocket, um, I think he's credited as just his last name. Um, I mean, you know, it's legit stuff. Oh yeah, I do. you know. And again, I feel bad that he had to stop pickpocketing. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Yeah. I feel bad for that, but I feel bad that he had to quit doing it. Well, I mean, it. you got to think. You know, he probably made a career of this. Sure. Um. So much so that he got, you know, the attention of film producers or whatever. Yeah. I wonder how they did that. I didn't read how they got his attention. I didn't attention. even look it up, so. Or, like, put an ad in the paper. Like, we're looking for a pickpocket. We're pocket. looking for pickpockets. Yeah. You better be able to come in and steal our wallets mm-hmm. while we're sitting down. Yeah. Uh, did you see Ocean's Eleven with uh, all those people? Not the original. The the remake with George Clooney? Yeah, yeah. With Clooney? Yeah, of course not. Um, Ocean's Twelve is the one I don't remember. Okay. Um, in Ocean's Eleven, uh, Matt Damon's character is a pickpocket, right? Uh-huh. Um, and he used the momentum of the train and the bumps of the train to bump into someone and get their wallet out of their jacket, uh-huh. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Right? Um, to me, it seems un- it seems unrealistic to be just reading a paper this close to someone. I, I will be honest. I tried not to laugh when he... He's slowly getting closer to that guy, like yeah. reading the paper and like looking up and like getting a little closer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dude. He's and it's supposed to be silly because he's not a professional. Yeah. He saw someone do it and goes, oh, "I bet you I could do that." I bet I could do that. Which, by the way, wrapping it in the paper, that's cool. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah. Uh, I'm more impressed with this than I am anything else. It's the pickpocketing in this movie, but. Um, <laughs> so what you're saying is, if Robert had done. Uh, forty-five minutes of just us seeing pickpocketing. You'd been, you would have been happy, satisfied. And the other forty-five of the plot, fine. <laughs> Again, I like this. I like this haunted, lonely. You know this. this um, what did he call them? Um, um, this insomniac malcontent. Is what they they call the the, the, the Schrader uh, the the Schrader protagonist, right? Oh, okay. Um, I like that, right? Yeah. I'm drawn to it, which is why I've seen Taxi Driver, Bringing Out the Dead, First Reformed, you know, uh, Car Counter. That's why I like these things. But didn't you also see the Canyons? <sighs> I did. I did see the Canyons. But see, that wasn't written by Paul Schrader. It was directed by Paul Schrader. Yeah. It was written by our our baby boy Brady Sinalis. That's right. That's Which right. is more disappointing, in my opinion. Oh. Anyway, I can't win them all. Um, but yeah, I, I'm drawn to that. So I, yeah, that's another reason why I love this movie. But uh, to me, it's it's just the fun of the you know the <laughs> is is a lot of it. I think that the other stuff is is secondary to me, but only because I Bresson is leaving a lot of this up to our interpretation, like his relationship with Jan, uh, yeah, his. Uh, his uh, reasoning for pit pocketing his the 
the inception of the guilt that he feels and why he's so lonely and why he feels the need to be so reclusive, right? Yeah. That stuff is up for your interpretation, I think. Uh, Brasson is not making it clear to anybody. No, nah, yeah. Which I, is cool. I, I think so, too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, because like, like you've been kind of saying, uh, his relationship with Jeanne, it does sort of just come out of nowhere. I think so, and I, and, I don't know if I'm... If I'm just dumb, but I felt that it was, it wasn't fleshed out enough, Yeah. right? It, it wasn't alluded to beforehand. It's just they met, right? Yeah. The only allusion we get to it is when he chastises Jacques for like, you love her, don't you? Like a minute. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. There was and that That's moment. about it. Cause that's just a, such a jealous little thing to do yeah. to chastise your friend for <laughs> liking the girl you like yeah it's like you can't blame him he didn't know you liked her right yeah yeah. yeah. and also it's what are you gonna do about it you know yeah um he's gonna steal his wallet that's what you're gonna do so about steal it. his wallet you know yeah which i'm 90 percent certain he did because uh i wanted to talk about that real quick is sure. you know when when Jacques is telling him how like you know he thieves disgust him mm-hmm. he you know we see that shot of his jacket open mm-hmm. with his wallet and then it cuts back to Jacques and then back to Michelle and he's got Jacques' jacket and it's closed and so I'm like, oh dude, he for sure stole his wallet. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Again, just for the hell of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because he wants to and it makes him feel like one of those Superman um, master thieves. Yeah. Right? That he thinks should be above the law and that are the superior being. Like Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. But instead of giving to the poor, you just keep it. Keeps keep it, yeah. Yeah, uh, he is the poor, right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I did like that at the end when he's caught. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, he he just feels like he can relax, and yeah. he's finally where he needs to be, right? Yeah. Um, which yeah. also, I mean, it's another way, I think, for Michelle to avoid you know, his responsibilities and his whatever, right? Because, I mean, his mother is dead, right? Sure. So he doesn't have to worry about visiting her and, and keeping that relationship afloat, right? Yeah. But he also gets to avoid everything else, you know? So it's almost like he's getting what he wants, which is maybe the reason why he picked Pockets in the first place. Yeah. Sort of like a... He wants to have fun until he gets caught and then he's gets what he wants, which is being alone. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Jeremy, are you ready to wrap up? up, up? I am. Yes, sir. Uh, Dude, yeah, man, I liked it. I did too. I really did. Um, I also wasn't expecting it to be, I meant to bring this up at the beginning, I wasn't expecting to be in French. Oh. uh, (laughs) Because of the fact that the name, you know, the the title of the movie is in English. Yeah. I just assumed it would be. In English. In English. Well, and what's funny is, you know, it's, the the title is in English. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, even on the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, dude, I dug it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't have any complaints about it. No, none? Just, just, I guess the one complaint is, what movie is this? What kind of movie is I this? I know, where, where to put it, right? I yeah. I think, simply, it's just a Robert Brisson. Yeah. So I think that's its perfect genre. Yeah. Because it is... If I'm to understand correctly, it, this is very on brand. This is what his movies are like. 
A Man Escaped is sort of the opposite where it is an innocent man trying to escape a POW can, right? Oh, uh, okay. And it is amazing. Um, it's, I like it better than this, but <laughs> that doesn't mean Pit Pocket's bad. It just means Man Escaped is better. Yeah. And it's it's very procedural. Like, he needs this to get this, to get that, to make uh, that, okay. to get out, right? And once you get out, you got to get all the way out. Right. Right. And it's very suspenseful, very thrilling. Right. It's yeah. awesome. Go find a man escaped and watch it. I'm sure it's on HBO Max, just like this one probably is. Yeah. So uh Yeah, man. Uh so buddy, are you ready to know what we're gonna talk about next week? Yeah, I'm very curious. Uh you're gonna be excited. Am I? Yeah. Uh, I went back and forth a little bit because I was thinking about it a little bit at work and then uh, I got busy and then right before we started recording. Uh, but I got it. Okay. So in keeping with the theme. Sure. Uh, mainly the theme of this movie. Uh-huh. Next week we're going to talk about Rafifi. Oh, Rafifi! That's what I'm talking about, bro. Uh, another French movie? Yeah, I know. Two French movies in a row. In a row. This is a heist movie, so it's yep. different. <laughs> yep. It's a heist movie, so it's different. Um. Uh, you told me about the movie uh, when I when I was really getting into the Criterion Collection. You were like, "Dude, you gotta get Rafifi." Gotta get Rafifi. And uh, it's I, so good. And I did. And then I watched the episode of In the Closet with Nathan Lane, mm-hmm. and he picked it out. Yeah. But only because of the title, because he. Uh, if I haven't made it clear on the show, uh, I love Nathan Lane. I think he's amazing. Uh, he was saying how it sounds like he and his husband's next door neighbors calling for their dog. <laughs> He was like, Rafifi. Uh, and he's like, and he's like, plus it's a heist movie. My husband loves heist movies. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, if even Nathan Lane is saying that he would probably love this, like, it has to be good. Has to be, right? And it is. So yeah. awesome. Great choice. Yeah, buddy. I, I knew you'd be excited for that. Uh, would you like to know my honorable one? The one sure, I may yeah. have gone with. Yeah. I was leaning more towards uh, Carol Reed's Odd Man Out. Oh, okay. Cool. But I was like... Hadn't seen that one either. I'm like, it's not, it's not time for that one yet. Okay. Uh, so Rafifi. Nice. Yeah. Solid choice. So everyone, we hope you enjoyed Pickpocket, and we will see you next week for Rafifi. <laughs>